Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com/slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Last Rampage. The new true crime film starring Robert Patrick, Heather Graham, and Bruce Davison. And we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie. So, uh, my name is Alvaro Rodriguez. I'm the screenwriter for The Last Rampage. As a writer, to me, I'm less interested in genre and more interested in character. And, you know, I've written in a lot of different genres, you know, um kind of horror genre thriller or action movie or kids movie or you know different kinds of things and it was always more I was always more interested in character and hadn't really quite done something like this before but was just uh, really drawn to this idea of um, of a guy like Gary Tyson who you know had been in and out of institutions from the time he was you know a kid um, and uh, and having sort of raised three sons from behind bars uh, and how these three sons kind of grew up in the Church of Gary and thinking that their father had been, you know, unjustly accused and unjustly convicted and all of this stuff that they were getting fed uh, from their mom, Dorothy, who's played in the film by Heather Graham. 
So to me, it was just, I was interested in telling that kind of a story, telling a family story. You know, to me, the most interesting stories are family in some, centered in some way. You know, they're elemental stories. They're stories that um, go back to, you know, to the most intimate and elemental parts of ourselves. So the idea of fathers and sons, you know, there's a line in the script about, in the movie about that, um, you know, where Gary tells his oldest son, you know, Donnie, there's only one law you got to worry about, you know, and that's a law of fathers over sons. And the only way you're going to, you know, get past that is, you know, by this, you know, by dying, basically. But kind of threatens him a little bit. But um, so that was really, you know, the touchstone for me, uh, trying to figure out how to tell that story. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit truecrimelive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at Last Rampage Film or on facebook.com slash Last Rampage Film. Town is now in session. This song makes me happy and sad at the same time. Welcome to the stage, the mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Harmon. Thank you. Boy, I don't know. When you started playing that, I was like, weird choice. Well, I, I thought about it was either going to be uh, Aladdin, uh, You Got a Friend in Me, or that one. And I you, thought this one was more sad. All right. You're meeting it head on is the, is the idea. We're you know, meeting it, it head be, on. Because that, that's how I first met him, and that makes me the happiest thing in the world. Because he, uh, Robin, it was, uh, that's how I first knew him. I grew up on, yeah. I mean, that's, that is how I learned to be funny. I remember being a little kid and uh, imitating Robin Williams, like, uh, imitating Mork. Uh, like 10 years old, my mom would take me to restaurants and I would just be jumping around, making an ass of myself, j- trying to do an impression of him. When, when Carvey was on, we talked about how in high school I would, you know, do my impression of his impressions. And my whole life I've been a hack. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, it definitely started, started with him. And we're all. It was very cool to have him here. Like, uh, the day he died, uh, like Jonah, Kamel, uh, Patton, Oswalt, and a few other comic friends of ours went to the Rustic Inn and we sat down, and everybody had a Robin story. And the stories were all about how he made you feel cool. He made you feel better for having met him. And uh, that's for sure. Yeah. I, you know, and, and, and I, don't, I don't think it would be fair or I don't think it would be honest to not talk about the fact that he was so successful and so regarded and so mainstream uh, uh, effective that uh, the comedy community, I think, had to especially like hang their head because uh, and I'll I'll say it if nobody else does, that there was a lot of shit we heaped on his 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 career path over over the time because it was just like an easy target because he made so many people so happy and i i mean i think it it, it, the the thing about that is is that no matter who you talk to 
everybody, everybody, everybody would sometimes enjoy that it was like shooting a slingshot at the moon. You know, I'm never going to hit it. Um, but everybody that ever met him, without without exception, no, no one has a had a story about how how how. How joyful and joyful is a dumb word. How 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 sincere and how connected he was. Um, he yeah he 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 never it, it was people would I don't know I mean I didn't I didn't say anything about it when it happened. It's this is a doozy. Uh, it's uh, and that's a really appropriate word to use. <laughs> it's a doozy. Um, uh, well, the fact that we Harold ha- Ramis, John Ritter, we, um, we had him up here with Bobcat, and like Bobcat is is and was very close to him, and he's really hurt by it. And we know a couple other people that were really close to Robin and are really affected by it. And I'm not, I, you know, you and I used to joke about we didn't like that movie and we hated Goodwill Hunting and we didn't like this and we we would heap shit on him, uh, but also. Uh, Having met him, you have to take it all back, and uh, and also, y- you find out that you loved everything he ever did. For me, Popeye, he's fucking great in it, and th- that's the weirdest movie of all time. Why 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 is Robert Altman directing a movie about Popeye? And uh, wait, who, who did I meet that said, uh, "Fuck, who was it?" They said they they had stories about uh, meeting Robin. And he's like, we, we went to Malta to shoot that. Malta, an island in the middle of the Mediterranean, and he's like, "There's no coke there," and, and that, that was a point in my life when it, like, I was it was fueled by cocaine. Like I had to have cocaine, and so they couldn't get it. They couldn't get cocaine there. So all of a sudden, a bunch of Parisian models, like really sexy female Parisian models, started showing up uh, uh, to the island of Malta, and all of a sudden, Robin Williams had coke. And it, it turns out that Popeye was made by vagged Parisian model Coke. <laughs> vagged? Like, the models were stuck. Oh, vagged. Vagged. Oh, like pocketed. Keistering, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 he, he had a bunch of sexy Russian, uh, 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 Parisian mules carrying the stuff. And I was like, it's a good movie. It's a fucking <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where Robin Williams wasn't getting Parisian pussy coke. Uh, um, it was uh, it was an interesting time too for Twitter. I mean, there was uh, you know we had to there is not a single person from uh, you, you sometimes I don't know like a comedy icon dying like uh, you there's corners of the comedy world that they didn't affect. And this just wasn't the case. And that's why I kind of stayed silent because I, I had a weird effect happen to me where I, I, and this is all on me. This has nothing to do with, it's it's all on me because I didn't want it to be all on me, et cetera, et cetera. Like a swirling irony of weird feelings that I didn't want to take part in some kind of, Paltrization? Paltri- <laughs> it's not a real word. I just, it felt like we were, it, it, I was just was reading too much about it and seeing too many people's feelings about it and all of a sudden felt like, oh, we're ready to accept this, which I, I, I wasn't. I've never seen an, uh, a, a death of a celebrity that people instantly wanted to make it about themselves instantly. But I think that, like, and, and that's not a bad thing. That's just saying that, that I don't think we've ever seen anybody die that people instantly felt they had a connection to. And those are people that haven't met him that, that are, that, that just people wanted to say, this is my relationship to this guy named Robin Williams. Um, and 
I was born in the 70s, so I like him for this. I was born in the 90s, so I knew him as Aladdin. Some people know him as Peter Pan, which I thought was a terrible movie. Uh, but like, but like but people, like, like, like everyone had a connection to this guy because he was in a million things. Um, I should have collected. I didn't, but I didn't think, I didn't imagine we'd be able to talk about this. I wanted to kind of delicately kind of like, I also didn't think it would be honest to not talk about it, but I also kind of wanted to like scoot around it and like have it just kind of touch us and... I, 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 but I, at the time, I wasn't thinking about curating things, but I, I think it's fascinating collecting the horrible, horrible ways that people mourn sometimes on Twitter. Oh, oh. The, the, the things that they say, and, the and ways also, his, that they. His daughter said some nice thing and she got fucking waylaid by a bunch of assholes and like, it's. Uh, uh, I got, uh, <laughs> I got, I got tweeted by a guy who was saying, uh, hey, listen, man, this is, this is like two days later. A guy said, Hey, listen, community's great. You're great. I think you're doing a great job. I think you're a really, really talented person. <laughs> Has hashtag, however, didn't tell Robin. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, all right. <laughs> wait, 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 I don't understand that. Yeah, well, you gotta let it sink in for a second. That's the thing about it. Like, you go, like, didn't tell Robin? Wait, oh. Okay, uh, I, like people, people coping with it in different ways. People coping with their relationships with others through but, but it. In, in our small little comedy world, like Los Angeles, but also he did it all over the country and probably all over the world. Uh, so many people I know that do improv shows, uh, small time, no one goes to them, like like nothing improv shows or UCB, which people do go to. Um, people have a story where Robin shows up and. Uh, just wants to watch. And then you say, well, you come on stage and he'll you kind of balk at it, but he'll get up there and he'll get up there on stage with people and makes everybody feel like the coolest person in the world. And I think, like, I, I feel very touched and honored. Like, I met him when he came on Harmontown here. I had happened to have dinner with him two nights before and we sung songs and improvised stuff and ma he made me feel like, well, first of all, I felt like an audience member at the coolest show of all time. Because he was just doing this like command performance that nobody commanded, and he stood up, and my girlfriend was uh, like Scottish, and he just starts improvising Scottish songs, and 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 so I had ukulele and some friends had guitars, and he just started improvising folk songs, and he did perfect Scottish accents, says she, like like perfect Glasgow and perfect Edinburgh, and and we just like. We laughed so hard, and he was sober at that time. Like, like he, like we, we were all drinking wine, but he was sober as a barrel, and, and that was it. And then two nights later, I didn't know he was going to be here. Uh, uh, Bobcat was here, and Robin had happened to call uh, Bobcat, say, "Hey, I'm going to Meltdown Comics to buy some comic books because they love comic books." And Rob, uh, Bobcat said, "Oh, well, I'm here. I'm going to do the show with my friends called Harmontown. Would you want to come on stage?" Oh, you know, he, he kind of balked that. I, Dan didn't tell me about that. So I come out here, sit stage left, play a song, and Dan makes a joke like, you guys don't deserve the show. Like, Bobcat Goldthwait. I, 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 oh, so Bobcat comes out, and then he says, Bobcat, fuck off. And then he says, <laughs> and, Ro and Bobcat leaves. And he goes, Robin Williams. I'm like, ah, I'm laughing. And I go, like, yeah, Kobe Bryant. And, uh, uh, but, but Robin comes out, and he hugged me. Because we had hung out, and he made me feel like we had been best friends forever. Like he had a cool ability to make you feel really uh, cool, really special. And and I don't know him. I I, I met him twice. I but I, I kind of felt like I did. And it's uh, 
I, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact that we had him here, and it made me cry really fucking hard uh, because I have friends that are really close to him. Yeah, uh, Aaron was really devastated by it, and uh, I don't know, everybody was. It's just like I didn't expect to be though. I would I wouldn't have expected to be uh, devastated by that. Because I didn't feel very close to him. I didn't know him. I met him once. But I, also, I feel like it was a weird thing. And we, when I sat and uh, Pat Oswalt showed up and we just sat down and he had some really, everyone has really good stories. He has better ones because he's uh, met him more. And uh, I said, I just don't feel like I was ready for him to not be around. No, that, you know what, that's that's what it is. It was, I don't think anybody was ready for him to not be it's around. It's a weird thing to have some, some I think everybody thought that he was always going to be around. I thought that's how I felt Certainly about Harold Ramis. Certainly for 20 too. more, 30 more years, like, uh, I think he was hitting a stride. And it's like, it's a weird thing to have subtracted from your existence because you, you didn't realize the value that he had. Like, uh, let's bring out Kamel to uh, uh, everybody. Big applause and cheers! Hello. Sorry, I, I'm I'm wiping tears and snot off my face right now. I'm just not sure about the Morgan Mindy theme. As a choice, I don't know. You know oh. what? I was. I, I took. It a, sounds. I took a lift here, and I, I will tell you, none of these people knew what that was. <laughs> well, th- that's why. I ch- that's why I chose. Friend and me, dude. I, I, I wasn't not try- friend and me. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't friend trying to, like me. I wasn't trying to be morose, but I thought I, I was taking a lift, like a you know an Uber kind of car here, and I, I was sitting with a guy who actually has driven me to this show before. I was like, oh, you're the guy that does that show, uh, Step North. <laughs> I wish it was Stubnor. Gore? Everlon? His, his name is Neil. Uh, and I what? said, I said, I, I said, Neil, like, uh, do you know this song? And I played the Mork and Mindy theme, and he goes, no, what's that? I go, this is the theme from Mork and Mindy. He goes, what's Mork and Mindy? I said, it's, it's, a, it's a show that Robin Williams was in when I first met him in the 70s. But that's how he was introduced to my universe. And I said, or this one. And I played, you, uh, you got, was it Friend Like Me? Friend Like Me, yeah. I played in that, and he goes, Aladdin. oh, Aladdin. Yeah. And he goes, no, that's too sad. <laughs> he said, and he goes, no, that's how I know him. And, and for me, also, when you hear his voice, I, I can play it for you right now. No, don't, don't do it. Uh, no, because, exactly. I don't mean that in because a bad... It is devastating. I, I, I played it for myself, and you go, oh, there's Robin doing a French guy, doing an Italian guy, doing a this guy, doing a that yeah. guy. And it's Robin pouring out all that shit. Yeah. I go... I'm going to play it because that makes me happy because that makes me like feel like a kid. But the Aladdin one I thought would be worse. We we did after Meltdown, we played that one and it was like, oh, OK, this was a mistake. Like it, it was just very sad. I think part of the thing is that uh, I, there is literally nobody else that I've been a fan of my entire life. When I was a little kid, I loved Popeye. And there's always, no matter how old you are, there's a Robin Williams movie that is, like, right for you. So I think that's part of it. It's like, you know, obviously, like, Robert De Niro and all are amazing. But when I was a kid, I didn't give a shit. But I gave a shit with Robin Williams, like, every day of my fucking life. I remember I saw this. My dad had this magazine. Popeye was my favorite cartoon. Um, I convinced myself spinach tasted good because of Popeye. <laughs> it doesn't. It tastes like shit. Popeye and, and, was and made it, by it, the spinach lobby. It, it, it animates your tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, I would like do this. One, one bicep would have a one battleship and it would shoot a missile at the other bicep. Yeah. Another, yeah. I, uh, and I, my dad had this magazine and it had uh, Robin Williams as Popeye on the cover and I was like, 
there's a fucking movie about Popeye? What the fuck, Dad? It's the first time I said fuck. Uh, and, uh, and then we tracked it down. This was Pakistan, so there's no, you know, it's, it's hard to track down these movies, and I watched it. And you had to go to the Popeye district. Yeah, which is a dangerous part of town, yeah. yeah. Who, who played Bluto in that one? Brutus Bluto? Who, who played Bluto? Yeah. Who, uh, anyone know who played him in that? Jeremy Sisto. Because I, I, rem- <laughs> I, I remember thinking that that was the only character that, that didn't give me what I wanted. David Eisenstein yeah. Steers, I think it was. Eisenstein Steers? No. Um, but yeah, because uh, Shelley Duvall was Shelley perfect. Du- Shelley Duvall was born to play olive oil. I mean, uh, the movie- I'm just caught up with the uh, crane shot of the Popeye district in Pakistan. With the, <laughs> <laughs> when you establish like, the Tom Clancy movie that starts yeah. there. Hi! It's like I don't. I'm sorry. I'm being offensive. No, no, no. Say something about Islam uh, in a format that everyone can. Dan Harmon, everybody. Dan, thanks for coming. <laughs> I just thought. I just thought the dramatic. <laughs> yeah, you thought you got in trouble for shot. playing the Chevy Chase voicemail. <laughs> Chevy Chase doesn't have an army. <laughs> With the Tom Clancy Chiron, the pop Pakistan yeah. Popeye district. Yeah, like the green old computer font, like typing. <laughs> Popeye discret. Karachi. <laughs> but it's animated. Wait, something like that. Kamel, Kamel, be honest. What did he just say? <laughs> he said, Popeye is our Lord and Savior. <laughs> Popeye is great. <laughs> Popeye Hawakbar. As you guys know. I always wonder in the movies when they establish, they go like, you know, they establish an exotic location and then there's the, a guy in the distance going, it's the equivalent of a rooster going like, like yeah. if yeah. you're in the Middle East in a movie, it goes, a you just prayer. hear some guy going, hey! like he's freaking out. I always wonder what he's, he's what is he out. doing? What is he singing? It's, it's the like, call to prayer. It's the call to prayer. It happens all over the Muslim world. He's all freaking right. out so it's always you're thing. not praying. So it's like, it's like taps. No, it's 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 taps a call to prayer. No, taps is a call to a guy just died. Yeah, it's time for us to pray. It's time for us to pray. It's time for us to pray in the morning. That's basically that is it's called the azan is what it's called, and it is a call to prayer, and we hear it five times a day, and the first time you hear it is at five a.m. That's when you're supposed to pray. So every night at five a.m. you hear that sound, which I'm not gonna. Are do there lyrics? Is it is it? Is are it, there lyrics? Is it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a huge, it's a huge karaoke song. <laughs> Turn around it's, every now and then. Yeah. I get a little bit lonely. Yeah. And you're never kneeling down. The ball bounces, but it goes the other way. <laughs> kneeling down every now and then. Okay, what, what, what is that? What, when, you, when you hear that, and the guy wakes up, what, what, what does they what do they say? Azan? Yeah. Oh. You don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's in Arabic, and I don't speak Arabic, but it's basically like it's. I'm guessing it's like God is great. Right. It's time to well, pray. yeah, I mean that's hey, a safe bet. God is, God is amazing, but also kind of needy. So if you uh, <laughs> yeah, don't don't but, take him for granted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if you, God was your friend, you'd be like, this guy's a dick. He's yeah. like, so how about I've been pretty good today, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna be hearing this four more times today. Don't fucking like, yeah. don't don't slouch. Uh, yeah, you're hanging out and he's like, uh, uh-uh, time. Oh, okay, sorry. You're great, Ralph. Uh, now, so now much K- for Camille, us. Speaking of lyrics to songs, Dan and I were uh, out having a lunch today, and uh, we were at a bar and we heard some classic rock being played on the jukebox. Oh, 
And uh, oh yeah, you, you've heard of like we, you know, we wrote lyrics to the Night Court theme song. I don't, I don't, if you, I don't know that. You're not familiar with that? No. Do you, do you know the, the the Night Court theme? No. Okay. So we we, we wrote lyrics to that. Okay. And we oh, also okay. wrote there's Pringles dick, chicken noodle dick. This this. I've heard of we're Pringles. We're famous for our songwriting. I've heard of Pringles dick, but I don't know the context of it. I uh, do know I love I, I, it. I wrote that one uh, on, on the road with like the Who's Line guys, and I, I wrote the, the song about Pringles dick. I was holding a Pringles can near my dick, and oh, I always thought it was the guy whose dick was as big as a Pringles can. No, it's not. It's it's just like some people huh? call me Pringles dick, but I never really found out why. Sing along if you know it. I know. I don't really have a Pringles dick. I just keep my dick inside. I keep my dick inside a Pringles can because it keeps my penis safe and dry. Some people call me Pringles dick, but I never really found out. No, I never found out. I never really found out why. Yeah, he does a ballad of a guy who doesn't understand. So we should. That should be. That should replace the Muslim call to prayer by now. So it would be Popeye District. Some people call it Pringles Dick. Some people call it Pringles Dick. Kumail, can you do a good impression of the call to prayer? Can you, can... He doesn't know the lyrics. Okay, you, can, but you, you can do a better like, like impression of it. Like, like, yeah, like... I'm not going to. <laughs> It's not gonna. It's not. Is that? Uh, I know. I, yeah, that, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. But I do. I can't do it. Is it? Is it? Is it blasphemous to do an impression of it? I, in a comedy show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's probably tacky. Yeah. That's right. How close was Dan? We don't have tacky. We have uh, like praying, and then everything else is blasphemy. <laughs> Those are the two modes. <laughs> All right. This ain't pray. So Dan and I were at, were at a bar, and a, and a classic rock song, which I think most of you wouldn't know, came on, and Dan started singing, and it was about pooping in some in some sand. So what did you guys change the lyrics to? We 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 made a song called Poopy Sand. Um, I'm pretty sure we're gonna fuck it up. I'm pretty but, proud of it. Uh, it, it I think it's pretty good. Are you ready, Dan? Yeah, I think so. All right, let's try this out. I I, I'm gonna play the karaoke version of the song, but I think you'll know it. The song is called Poopy Sand. <laughs> All right, Dan, you ready to go? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little nervous. Me too. Also, if we don't get it right, we, we can do it again. Okay, here we go. You guys have lyrics on your phone? Yeah. Lord, I am making poopy sand Pooping in a bucket and adding a scoop of sand Lord knows I got a big supply But there ain't that much demand Lord, I'm making poopy sand I sell it from an abandoned van Yeah, the recipe was handed down to me by my old man it's basically a bucket which I poop inside and I add a handful of sand. Lord, I'm making poopy sand. Poopy sand! You'll learn it. Wow. I don't want to be a naysayer, but it sounds more like you're making Sandy poop. 
It's more sandy poop than it is poopy sand. Poopy sand would be if you were shitting into sand. Camille, Camille, oh. you weren't there, man. This is a, this is a moment in Thank time. Thank God, I would have fixed it. No, poopy it's sand is a, amazing. It's basically a bucket which I poop inside, then I add a handful of sand. It's perfect. I'm just Lord, jealous I wasn't this is there. a guy he's making poopy sand. Let's You're, go to Harmontown in the news corner. Sometimes Harmontown's in the news. Sometimes Harmontown's not in the news. Harmontown News Corner. <laughs> well, you got a news article about a Harmontown. Gonna put a bucket inside of my Mama Brown. Right, come on, knock it off. We're all high, it's not funny. It's not professional. It's just it, are you, guy, what you guys, if, the, depending the, on what it's you, a recipe handed down by his old man. He's just a guy selling sandy poop out of his van. There's a lot of uh, supply but no demand. I'm proud of the internal unconscious rhyme between recipe and basically because he yeah. says it's a recipe that was handed me and then he's like, it's basically a bucket that but basically a recipe. Yeah. All right, come on, <laughs> knock it off. Uh, I, I'm, I'm certain that poopy sand is a song that will. Dan, if you and I write three more songs, we have a record, and then we can go on tour. Uh, I don't want to throw down any gauntlets, but I feel like it's better written than Ramblin' Man. Okay. I don't, I don't know if anyone's alive that will take offense to that, but uh, if, sure, they, if you are, bring I, it. I, th I think there's like 19 Allman Brothers. One of them's alive. <laughs> they were, they were, Har Dan Harmon goes toe-to-toe -to -toe with the remaining Allman Brothers. It's like... <laughs> Like, everyone be against me because it's like, he's, they're vanishing. They're a vanishing people. <laughs> it's, not, it's not funny, also, dude. Were, I, I, were they brothers? I don't know. There's no, there's no way all of them are brothers. All right. They were all men. Right. Thank you. Fucking Adam Goldberg, you son of a bitch. Who's, who's in back there in the green room? Who's peeking over Spencer's shoulder? Who is that? Oh. That's Dave Clock. He's the, uh, oh, he's the, no, the wonderful art, artist. The, the artist for all of the uh, meltdowns. All the meltdown oh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Dave... If I'm not mistaken, you're the newest member of my Clash of Clans clan. All right, come on, guys. Keep the show on target. Yeah, Good luck right. with your art. Are we done with Poopy Sand? I thought he was Jason Sudeikis. Um, Pretty good. He looks more like Wade Randolph. Than Jason he's wearing a specific hat. Okay. <laughs> Depending on what the news segment is, that song could be very inappropriate. Well, what's the, what news are we talking what you, I want to know what the, you're thinking. Yeah, this this is a very the, upbeat. This was the news. Corner. Oh no no no! This is upbeat news. The uh, Harvard Town was reviewed by the L.A. Times. Uh, uh, it was a it was a critics' pick. The movie. The L.A. Times is a movie. <laughs> Harmontown Town Doc? Harmontown no, 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 no. Our show. This show. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, sh the show that, that you're on. And oh. I, and I, and I, and I, this show was reviewed? <laughs> I selected a oh. paragraph because we're all mentioned in it, and I thought okay, it was pretty it. funny. Let's I think it. I think he might have written it in a hurry. Um, <laughs> Dan, don't, don't review the review. Yeah. Well, I yeah, have got to get those out every day. <laughs> he did. I just thought it was funny because it's like within one paragraph he says a lot of funny stuff. Let's see it. Uh, this is in the midst of this paragraph, which was it was very flattering about Harmontown, L.A. Times critics pick. He does surround himself with relatively more grounded compatriots, including most regularly co-host and comptroller Jim Davis. Wow, the guy who created Garfield. <laughs> you made Garfield. <laughs> What's his name? What's the guy's name that reviewed this? 
It'd be great if he was a comptroller, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> his, na- his name is Robert uh, Jerry, Lloyd. Jerry passed on this. I, that's the reason why I'm the comptroller. But a, a semicolon, comedian fiance Erin McGathy, who has a podcast of her own. A podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this feels terrible. Was, and was he on the lamb? Is this L.A. Times? And the half ubiquitous Kumail Nanjiani. I didn't know you were biracial. <laughs> What is half ubiquitous? What does that mean? I think you're kind of like approaching Seth Rogen territory. Uh, I I think he thinks you're from Ubiquistan. (laughs) Half ubiquitous. Ubiquistan. It's like half misogynist. I kind of hate women. I'm half ubiquitous. I'm I'm, I'm everywhere half the time. I'm. I'm 50% of everywhere. Can I, can I see this real quick? Uh, Is this well, really on the LA Times website? He called me Jim Davis. What a fucking cunt. <laughs> and well, Aaron has a podcast. A podcast. <laughs> That's about those New Orleans sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the, the modern media is not reacting well to the internet. They're like, what the fuck? What, what are the presses rolling? They're rolling all the time, Lloyd. Lloyd. Go, go, go. I spilled coffee on myself. Wait. Half ubiquitous. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I, I, I can't believe that the only name he got right was fucking Kamel Nanjiani. <laughs> Look That's that true. Shit up. Well, I am half ubiquitous. Yeah, he, 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 half the places he looked, he could find the right spelling. <laughs> It is amazing how often my name is misspelled just because it's not a name that you see like, oh, I got this. It's a name you have to look up. I would think it would never be misspelled because you're like, I gotta get this one, right? Yeah, I, I Jeff have... Davis, Jim Davis, whatever. Those are common names don't I mean. Don't fucking diminish me. No, no. I don't mean you to. You fucking racist. I'm half racist. I got a... Uh... No, you're half ubiquitous. Yeah. It's the, the end of my notes. Mine is one, uh, one thing. Uh, I, I got a I got an insider in the Uber community. My driver Sergey today told me I have 4.7 stars as a passenger. I'll tell you if my driver at 4.7, I'll be like, no, give me a different one. Yeah, that's Wait, what I said. I was like, I, what the I, fuck I feel, did I do? I feel wrong? like I have at least one of my Lyft drivers that came tonight. Is that true? Is someone here? Lyft driver? Woo, we love you, Jim. <laughs> oh, can I say? I, I met a guy last night who won an Emmy last night for doing the special effects for Game of Thrones. He said he was going to be here. Is he here? Oh, yeah? No, he's not here, I guess. No. I'm joking. Is he, are you here, Adam? Here. Oh, see, he came. He won an Emmy last night. Does he want to come up? I don't know. He won an Emmy last night. Do you, you want to come up? Get up here, Game of Thrones. Yeah. You can come up if you want. We don't, we don't bully people. I don't know how he can signify if he doesn't want to come up because it's just darkness I, I back there. I think he's doing it by not coming I think, up. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I see him coming. Either there. He's riding a dragon here. <laughs> well, he's riding a tennis ball, and it'll be a dragon later. Loose, a boot. This. Hey, hello. How are you? Uh, Adam won an Emmy last night. Congratulations! It was Thank the you. Creative Arts Emmys last night. Correct, yeah. yeah, it was fucking hard to get across town. <laughs> Um, you want you want an Emmy for visual effects? Visual effects, yeah. For Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Holy smokes! So what did, what, did you, what did you actually do on it? Like, talk, I'm like, a coordinator on it. So you, you you what did you like? Give us some specifics that we can remember visually. 
<laughs> well, no, I manage all the different visual effects on the show. The dragons, all the you draw? environments. What? You draw? No, no, no. So I, I just manage. manage it. Are you the reason why there's so few dragons on Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's budgetary. Do you go to? Do you have to go? To, are you the guy that goes to set and makes sure the camera's locked down and and? Uh, we have uh, data wranglers that do that, but data I, wranglers. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, Sorry, I imagine ones and zeros, and they've got a lasso. <laughs> yeah. One. Yeah. Sarah. <laughs> and then we have uh, supervisors that go to set, but uh, I manage all their times and where the green screens go. And well, what is what is the uh, the episodic budget for Game of Thrones? Because it seems like a show that couldn't possibly be a TV show because it, it's it's a, it looks amazing. It's a gigantic expenditure, right? I yeah. bet it's. Oh, can you, you are you allowed to? Say? Oh, I'm not allowed to say the obviously the budget, but you know. Okay, I'm, here, look at me. <laughs> Eight million. <laughs> An episode? Oh, fucking. He way, looked away when I said oh, it's, that. It's way more than that. An episode? No. It's it's more than eight million, isn't it? Less? It's not 20 million an episode. I know that. There's no such thing as a show that's 8 million an episode. I do, Game it, of Thrones. It, lo it looks like a show that's 20 million dollars an episode. It's like it's, it's well, so... but they do a good job of like making the big scenes big and then the small scenes just you know they balance it out. It's not like every scene has dragons flying around, you know. They do a good job of mixing it. What's up. the biggest uh, money spender on that? Is it cast or is it, is it digital stuff? Like is it effects? Um, it certainly matters on which cast, but you know the the dragons would be probably one of the most expensive part of the visual effects budget. Yeah. What about the? Yeah. I don't know if I really answered the question there. But. Are any of the boobies fake? Like CG? No, you know, well, not like implants fake. No, I mean like CG fake. CG yeah. fake. You know, like you know, we're certainly clean up. I think, boobies, I th I think boobies are like a. a it's, you get real boobies. It's cheaper than a dragon. <laughs> Wait, also, and that's what's wrong with this country. <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Uh, so how do you guys know each other? I just met him last night at the Emmys. Why were the, you there? I presented an award. I did last two years. They didn't invite me back. Guess Yahoo's not a real network. <laughs> Joel McHale. I was a fucking was star there, man. Dan, 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 they were like, we're not airing Dan, these. Bring Harmon out here. Dan, don't, don't, don't get fired off Yahoo this quickly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on Yahoo's side. I'm just saying, when are we going to get some props? Bring, would, me, bring me back to the Shmimmies. I was there two years ago when you presented, and you guys were definitely the best presenters. Thank you. you. What right? was your name? Adam. <laughs> All right. You hear that, Emmys? You're only eclipsed only by the half ubiquitous uh, presenter this if, year. If I am not uh, presenting at next year's Creative Arts Emmys, Adam is going to send a swarm of orange golf balls uh, <laughs> that will later become uh, serpents. Dan, you've, you've uh, many times called them the Shmemmies. Do you well, think that's, that's maybe Kathy they're, Griffin's? Uh, maybe they're like they're a little fed up with that. Or? No, come on. They, all right, Adam. If anybody else said that, we'd get an applause break. It's Ka true. Kathy Griffin coined that, I think. Uh, it, you know, no, everybody that's at the Creative Arts Emmys has a sort of self self-effacing like awareness of the fact that we've been pushed to the to the, off the air, off the primetime Emmys. Uh, but, semis, we like to call but it. Oh, the semis. See, that's... Uh, oh, yeah. uh, no, but they're, they look just like the real ones, right? Yeah, certainly, yeah. Yeah. I held his Emmy. <laughs> I, have, I have one. Uh, I have one. I, I held his semi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it didn't stay a semi for long. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Became a full primetime Emmy. 
became an Oscar, which is yeah. amazing. <laughs> and then back down to daytime movies. <laughs> became Tony. I would think it would become a Tony like, like at its most rigid. It would become a Tony. Uh, Adam, Adam, is that your passion, doing uh, digital effects? Yeah, I've been doing it for a few years now, and I, I enjoy doing it. So. What, what were you doing before that? Um... When I uh, first graduated, I was uh, I was a freelancer over at the Onion News Network. Really? Oh, yep. nice. Nice. Doing what? Writing? Uh, no, just uh, I was a set PA when I uh. first came out of college. And then I um, moved to Los Angeles. I got a gig at a visual effects house, and I've been doing it ever since. What, what software? Do, are, are you a software guy? Or are, you, are you actually doing the... Uh, the, the, the um... No, he's coordinating. Yeah, no, I just, no, I just no, manage no. all the work. So you're not doing modeling or animating? No, so. no. Yeah, but you could do it if you wanted to. I, I wish I could. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you guys use? You guys use Maya? Do you guys use Maya? Are you guys using C++? What's going on? Do you guys, do you guys use Lightwave? Is it, yeah. Is it do you guys use Avid? Flash? Oh. Is it Flash? Do you guys use Flash? What, what if it was just basic? They fucking just like, yeah, Logo? Just, yeah. <laughs> they use, do you use a plugin? You guys, you, yeah, do you guys do cookies? I do you heard, have cookies installed? I, I heard the whole, the whole Game of Thrones is all print shop. The whole thing is nothing but print, print shop. shop. Wow. What, what, do, what do you guys use? Uh, well, different vendors use different software, so there's a uh, Maya and uh, Max. Maya, see? Did you say Maya? You're right. Yeah. Uh, they composite a Nuke and. Uh, oh, Nuke. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what I miss? Super interesting. Program. Do you ever use Shake? Uh, we don't really use Shake at ours now. Well, now Apple, yeah, Apple bought it and phased it out, right? Boy, Shake yeah, was great. Cool. Mm. Yeah. Whew, for you compositors out there. <laughs> I I just got a semi. <laughs> <laughs> I really miss Shake. It, but he the, came out to me that, last that's night. That's the one with the little uh, nodes or mo m yeah. modules. Or they all got nodes. Nodes. I mean, they don't all have nodes. Maya's got nodes. Nuke's got nodes. Shake invented nodes. I mean, Shake really brought nodes to a new node level. <laughs> Node-based architecture is where it's at. I am no interested in this conversation. If you could, you could, you could make a little gagu. You could say, "I want this gagu to bounce up and down." I want, and that's a node, like the transform on the y-axis. And then you decide later, "Oh, I want him to also, while he's bouncing up and down, I want him to move uh, horizontally." So then you add another node. You could delete that node, turn it on, turn it off. It's, it's. You can, you can, you can improvise. This podcast uh, is also a sub subliminal weight loss a tape. You can, you, you can just play this at night right. and you lose weight. What else do you guys want? He, he came up to me last night holding an Emmy and he was like, hey, sorry to disturb you. I was like, this is the best fucking icebreaker. You could walk up to anybody holding an Emmy. <laughs> like, hey, uh, can I cut to the front of this line? At the back, you should take your Emmy there. Is this your first Emmy? Third, actually. <laughs> How many do you have? He's the best. I have one. Oh, you no. have one? He has three times. <laughs> Mine's for best original lyrics or music in a comedy or variety show. I was in a commercial that won a Clio, but that doesn't go to the actor. It goes to the ad company. You know, wow. my, my, my genius move was, in my acceptance speech for my Emmy, I said I was ugly. So at the governor's ball, all these celebrities, beautiful people were coming up to me going, I think you look great. Oh, uh, that's horrible. <laughs> An hour and a half of just random, beautiful people going, did, going did you also you're not so bad looking. <laughs> thank horrible. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Did you also win the coveted Passy Aggressi? 
Hey, man, they don't know the difference. Are they fishy for calm, please? <laughs> Do I look fatty in these jeansies? <laughs> hey, you're only going to win one Emmy. <laughs> like, make the fucking cake out of it. And I think that's an expression. So, Adam, uh, are, are you back on the next season of Game of Thrones? Yeah, I fly back to uh, Belfast where we shoot the show tomorrow. Is that right? Yep, yep. And uh, how do you feel about the season? Are you looking forward to it? Is it good? What's happening? What's going to happen? <laughs> I how wish I could tell you. It's, uh, it's going to stop, be... Stop recording, Dustin. You yeah. can tell yeah. us. Spo- <laughs> Adam, spoil the fuck out of this. Ruin Game of Thrones for everybody. You really think he's going to tell you what's going to happen next season? He, could, he couldn't say what the budget was. He's yeah, they will kill him. <laughs> With his Emmy, they'll slit his throat. They will send orange golf balls after him. Yeah. Why, always, uh, why, why did they fire that one guy that was the blonde guy that likes uh, Khaleesi? Oh, he and, got and, into and, and a then, movie. And then all of a sudden, there's a guy from Nashville that fucking took his place. Yeah, he looks like a hipster, the yeah, guy that yeah, they replaced. Yeah, he and, just got a movie. He's doing the... Transporter reboot? Also, they're doing a transporter reboot. All right, Adam, can you tell us why that guy had to take a hike? No comment. All right. Oh, shit. No, honestly, I don't really know to be. I I don't know that. But you know who we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Have you you hung out with Dinklage? I have, yes. That guy had, and I don't mean to, 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 like... Oh, sound insensitive, but the guy that left, he had what can only be described as he had rape face, which is not. <laughs> you know, he just had like a weird. He looked very aggressive. <laughs> but, but, but that was, was his character, wasn't friendly? it? Yeah. That was kind of his character. Yeah, I mean, he was well cast, I guess, but. <laughs> He's like a low rent Fabio. I liked him. Yeah, he's the he's the king of the rape faces. But, then, but Fabio. then all of a sudden he's replaced by the guy that's a producer that's also kind of rapey in Nashville. He but he looks like a hipster from like like Silver Lake. Yeah, he does look like a hipster. The new guy. All right, let's ask Adam something that he can answer. All right, which actor on Game of Thrones is uh, the least patient about uh, having uh, call times, having to interact with? Uh, uh, things that aren't there. I don't think I can answer that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know the answer? Do you have? You don't have to say it, but it's there's, in your head. There's got to be somebody that's like, oh you, man. You all know that person. You know, that's right. I'm sure you have that on Community too. Yes, so. yes, we do. Wait, wait. Did you, but, but Adam, yeah, we knew who that was. You played exactly, his voicemail. Is there one person that stands out as the least patient uh, with, the, with the digital effects? Yeah. You, you, you don't have to say who it is, but is there one person you go, oh yeah, that that he that's or, the question. He or she is, the, but there is one, right? That, that's certainly, yes. Yeah, would if we guessed the, the person uh, and we were right, would you nod? Um, I, I'm just trying to figure out how you would guess said person. Oh, I'll yeah. go to IMDb and just go down the list. I of guess you just go do it. next, next, next. One. All right, is it is it true that there's a second smaller wall north of the wall? That should be a question for George R. R. Martin. <laughs> when are you finishing the new book? 
Adam, are you a big fan of the books? Do you, or do you even care? Or is this just you like, know, a, you're just a gun for hire? This is just a fuck off for you. It's just a fuck off. I started on a... It's like you're working at a goddamn water park. I, I started on season two, so I was like, let me read book one. And then I watched season one, I knew what happened. So I was like, let me read book two. Is it true then, that Jon Snow knows nothing? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Okay, yeah. Lena Headey. <laughs> she doesn't work in the Peter digital effects. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Amelia Clark. Sweet, sweet Amelia Clark. Sweet, sweet. Maisie Williams. He nodded. That's the one. He nodded. <laughs> okay. Got it. All right. Well, let's let's thank Adam for coming thank up you, and congratulate Adam. him on his Emmy. Lord, I am making Game of Thrones. <laughs> Trying to fuck your mama, but digging up all your bones. <laughs> when I see Peter Dinklage, you know I fucked your phone. You know I fucked your phone? You know I fucked your phone. That's got a triple right? When, when I see Peter Dinklage, you've, you know that's how I you know I fucked your phone. phone. Yeah. Every time you see Peter, Peter Dinklage, no, <laughs> I fucked your phone. <laughs> he loves fucking phones. <laughs> I just melted a bunch of swords for the throne. All right, Dan. What? Bring, uh, bring Spencer uh, out? No. Oh. No. Game of Thrones uh, re- freestyle to Ramblin' Man. Go. Lord, I produce the Game of Thrones. Calling up your mama on every single phone. (laughs) Telling her to get down here and fight the skeleton bones. I'm producing Game of Thrones. Camille, take it. I I can't do this. (laughs) I can't sing. Hello, what world? That's the only singing I know. That guy ruins everything. (laughs) (laughs) You'd rather blaspheme than improvise to a song. What have I done? (laughs) Oh, no. You were so against it earlier on. You fucking panic and just... Yep. S- sell out your heritage. I fought so. one myself. Let, let's bring out the new George R. R. Martin, Spencer Crittenden. the game of thrones. Hey guys, hello Spencer. It's no. Spencer. It is. What do you think about all that stuff? All that, uh, it was a great singing attempt by both of you. Attempt. Game of Thrones. Good times. All right. George R. R. Martin. No. Did, Not did, me. Didn't you meet George R. R. Martin in a, a Comic-Con? I, I stared at him from across, uh... <laughs> We were, we were, we were... There's this hotel that wasn't our hotel, but we were just hanging out at it. We were hanging out in, like, uh, the bar area that was outside... There was uh, he was just drinking. Uh, what were they? P 
Pina Colada. Pina Colada, that's the one. Is it? Did I get that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what he, he was doing. He doesn't drinking. look like what I expected him to look like. He looks like really. Of, he looks like kind of like a Hemingway kind of character. Like he looks like a sea captain. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I met him. He was very nice, and I was like. All right, steal yourself. There's gonna be. He's gonna smell like the sea, but he didn't. He was very. He smelled like a normal person, and he was very nice. The sea is a nice smell. Yeah, the sea smells great. I mean, they have like uh, uh, colognes named after the sea. Like what? Ocean, like the ocean, sea. Ocean smell. Ocean smell. <laughs> Scent of the uh, sea. Cool water. Aqua. Aqua. Velva. That's just what aqua smell. Fish smell like ocean sniff. Yeah. You, you, you expected him to smell like a fish or, or like this, like a salty breeze? Some sort of more creature. I don't know why, but or like barnacles. But he was very nice and he, he, he smelled great. Yeah. Not that I smelled him, but there wasn't like an obvious negative. I'm sorry, Adam. George R.R. R. Martin didn't smell. <laughs> Going on the podcast and saying it to who I tell. Take it then. That's too late. I just did the bet. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> Pooping in your bed. <laughs> so our song was a ballad about a guy that sells poopy and poop and sand in a bucket out of, out of the back of an abandoned. It's a band. great song. <laughs> I, the Lord knows I got a big supply, but there ain't that much demand. <laughs> I love, I love that he... That's my favorite line. He's, he lives such a visceral existence that he poops in a bucket and thinks he can sell it to people. But, but, but he, he knows... Ha, he's well-versed in like a ninth-grade level economics. He knows supply and demand. He's like, I, I know what my problem is. Like, uh, uh, in terms of what I learned yeah, in high school. Yeah. The I know what I'm doing wrong. The problem. Uh, I just fill buckets every day. I'm gonna, sooner or later, this bubble's going to burst. Like, uh, is what, the bucket... Uh, is the bucket... A do they have to return? No. Is, do you have to return the bucket, or is the bucket part I, of the deal? No. Like when you, know, you sell it, when you buy a bucket of poopy sand, you, that bucket is yours to keep. You, yeah. Is it cheaper than just an empty bucket? No. Well, it's more no. expensive to buy. Uh, look, it's, bucket you have to clean. I think it's just a little bit more expensive. You're paying for the poop and yeah. and the ratio of poop to sand in the bucket. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people in the bucket community have uh, talked about this, and they they call they call it the price of the bucket. Is the poop and the sand in it? Because you gotta wash it out. That's man hours. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's a couple bucks more than a bucket. Just a bucket is a bucket. Yeah. And is you're it... better off buying a bucket if that's all you want. Don't fuck around. That's why this guy's going broke. He lives in a van. <laughs> but it's a recipe passed down to him by his old man. That's that's a heartbreaker. Yeah. But it's he's but just he's this... just sticking with the company uh, the family. If, if this country ran on heartstrings, you know, yeah, then we'd all, we'd all be millionaires. <laughs> Was uh, was his dad also a professional poopy sand maker, or was just that his hobby? It certainly was a recipe that he that he perfected. And right, but guy, was he selling it? Well, we, that's the, that's the third verse that we haven't written yet. Right, we don't know that. I would presume that the father probably died broke selling poopy sand, and the son said, "Look, like I have to live up to my father's dying wishes, which is to sell and perfect." The, the the manufacture and the distribution of poopy sand buckets and the fact that he's selling it out of an abandoned van is that's sad to me because you like he should be selling it from a roadside stand which also rhymes and that's what's exciting he to me he could have easily been selling it from a roadside stand it rhymes I, I should yeah. be at a roadside, roadside stand. stand third verse 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but, but all the glitters isn't gold, and I'm doing the best I can. Like, yeah. He doesn't know. He's just trying his hardest. This new Walmart-dominated economic sphere is uh, uh, got me on the lamb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just selling poopy sand. sand. And it's a, it's like what went wrong with our country is the message. Yeah. <laughs> and when it, when a man yeah. can't go out and and, yeah. and, and 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 apply his father's trade. Yeah. Uh, tradesmanship. The the, the, the dying uh, the dying ember of a world where people there was unions uh, and there was uh, there was pride in, your, in, in the ownership of a small business and this country you know in the countries of this of this world the powers that be it, it originated from an axis that rotated on the bond between a father and son yeah. but he's but he, his problem is even by himself, he satu- he oversaturated the market with poopy sand buckets because there's, t- there's he has hey, tons of yeah, you so much shit, you so know? much supply yeah. and there's just not the demand yeah. there, there used to be a, a higher demand for poopy and there's sand. A, there's like a there's a whole bridge where it talks about how the ocean just keeps making more sand yeah way so he he's the pooping. ocean for poop yeah yeah and it's like him and the ocean and let's say and he he's trying to create he regrets balance. not becoming a fisherman yeah because he has more of a he the only it seems like the only... Also, because sand, sand, if I'm not mistaken, from and I'm sure that I'm wrong, uh, from a Richard Attenborough documentary, that most sand uh, is from fish pooping out the coral that they eat. So like a lot, like the fish nibble on the coral and they poop sand, and that creates little islands. Like this guy's just creating a, like a cyclic like circle of life. I mean, this is beautiful. What's he doing with the poopy sand he's not selling? He... He's just—he has a van. Like yesterday's poopy sand. Is that on a? Is that a discount? I think. I'm. I'm to be is quite it, honest, is the van full of yesterday's? Full disclosure, I'm pretty sure he's selling you yesterday's poopy sand. <laughs> I think that you're not always getting fresh poopy sand. I'm picked up. No wait, no, 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 no. Wait. Do make it about Chinese murder vans. That was what I was gonna do. <laughs> I miss the Chinese murder uh, van thing. The Chinese. Chi- okay. I couldn't. You, you want to try? No, 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 no. I, I, we're, we're done. It's okay. Let's 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 let's, let's move on. Uh, thanks, everybody. All right. So uh, we're, we're 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 sad. We're grieving. We cut. Co- we covered. Uh, we covered. Uh, we we're in the news. Uh, the LA Times. Uh, oh, you were we, also in a Forbes article. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a Forbes article that quoted, uh, I make a five stars. <laughs> but they didn't, they didn't, uh, they, they didn't, didn't, they just mentioned it. Yeah, basically. they just mentioned it. They, they were talking about Uber and they're like, you know, and it's all over the media. Uh, this Dan, guy had an opinion on Dan, it. Dan, also Dan Harmon guy. had an opinion on it in his episode, I make a five stars. <laughs> and then they just moved on. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good to have efficacy. We should do something with it. Everybody vote. Uh, no. Everybody vote for no more voting. <laughs> if, 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 if no more voting came up for a vote, then I would vote. Nice. But then what would you really do? That Monday? Uh, yeah, we did it. We yeah. voted for no more voting, and then and then and then you'd go out, and your garbage would be. Everybody would party for a while, then there'd be garbage piling up. Who's gonna collect this? And then the garbage man would be like, 
I didn't get voted to pick up it's the garbage. It's not like you vote to get garbage people to collect your garbage. You know, but they, that's a whole structure in place. Yeah, but you vote Nobody's for a guy like, to, to tell, yell at them or no, something. No, you don't. They say, they say that you do, but you fucking don't. No. So you think everybody would keep picking up the garbage? It's, it's the myth of efficacy. The idea that your vote matters a fucking iota, which it does not. If it did, it would fucking change things, which it cannot. The, the, the voting is an absolute piece of malarkey. You think they keep picking up the garbage yeah, just yeah, automatically? Boomy, yeah. and, and, and I understand that, but That's your vote means nothing. It never has. It, it cannot. It will not. Uh, you, you, your vote means nothing. It, there it, is like, a weird. I don't understand. You might the, as well like go to the booth and put poopy sand in there. <laughs> um, I feel like that would be more efficacious. Isn't isn't there a system well enough in place that Defic- we don't de- have efficacious? To, somebody said. Thank you. We don't have to clamp down that hard on people who have a problem with it. Like, isn't it? Isn't it? Aren't things? Don't? Isn't there enough momentum behind the cops having drones and tanks and everything? Oh. Isn't everything steadily moving in a direction that people who would get worried about poor people rising up and killing everybody, like they can relax for a little while while the poor people can bitch and complain? Yeah. Isn't, isn't it like I, I don't? Yeah, the, you don't need to squash it immediately. With the, with the, the shit in Ferguson, it's like it's happening it, tonight, right now, again. By the way, yeah. it's happening. I know, right yeah, now. shit's Booked escalating up. again. Uh, the, the, I mean, it's like I I, t- I, I retweeted uh, the number for the ACLU that somebody tweeted. If you're being harassed by police while you're peacefully protesting, here's a number you can call. Like that's gonna make a big difference. <laughs> I retweeted a fucking phone number, um, and and still with the Spocks and the fucking Asperger Republicans, like, are you there? I'm, I'm hearing conflicting reports. Uh, it's like, like, what fucking just side with the fucking people who are getting tear gassed yeah. now exaggerations rumors who gives a fuck if we're sloppy about going fuck the police we'll figure it out next week <laughs> when tear gas starts flying side with the fucking tear gassed period you don't fucking side with the canisters you don't bother they're canisters they're protected you know they they don't need your help they have your fucking tax money they are funded by you they don't need your help they have armor they have the government they have everything if there's a when i'm trying to protest shooting a teenage black man lord i'm doing the best i can i just just fucking like why why can't it be common american no matter what if you play that music he has to make his point in that why why in this country that was founded by fucking brigands and rapscallions and fucking firebrands and mountebanks um why why have we i know the answer it's because we're all terrified but what what how is that going to placate your terror like like how are and and you journalists out there in air quotes um i i i hope that this like maybe is a warning shot across the bow like i saw some good journalism going on out there cameras out in the street going oh 
shit, we're getting fucking shot at. They're grabbing our cameras and they're tearing them it's apart. It's crazy. They're literally telling them to not film, which so, is unbelievable. So here's an idea. Like now, now can we emerge from this age of neo-yellow journalism? Because guess what? No matter how on their side you are, they ain't ever going to be on your side when the chips are down. They're going to yeah. tear your fucking cameras apart. So be a fucking journalist, even in times of peace, because they're going to fuck you over as soon as they want to beat somebody. They're going to fuck you over. Be a journalist. Like, like it doesn't pay too, so much that you should be selling out your country. I, like, let's all get our heads out of our asses. Like, like, like there's, it, it just, why, why is it a part of American culture to just go, oh, um, I, this is that part of the, uh, part of our, our, our national uh, lifespan when the heart throbs, there's a palpitation, and there's a city somewhere where some shit gets fucked up. Um, why isn't it common patriotic courtesy to side with the impoverished? Right. It's crazy. Like, every good story is about the underdogs. It's amazing to me that, like, do you watch Star Wars? And we you're took not, like, over well, the world the based Empire on the attractiveness yeah. of that story. Yeah. We didn't pitch the, the planet, hey, what if we ruled yeah. you? We pitched them, hey, what if the huddled masses could yearn to be free? We, we, we sold that pitch based on Star Wars. Yeah. We said, we said, what if you could be broke and have a chance? Um, and, and it's, a, it's fucking crazy to me when you see a quiet suburban neighborhood with a house that looks like all the houses that we grew up in. And it's really hard not to cry racism because really, when you really boil down to it and you squint at the camera, you squint at the, the screen and you go like, if all these people were white, would this be a fucking national scandal? Yes, it would. I really feel that way. I feel like the there's too many black people yeah. on the screen for people to uh, not engage in their like natural skepticism. Like, oh, these guys are just yeah. What are they doing? You, yeah. you, you look at the live feed, and there's like comments under it, like streaming up, and it's like oh. half of them are like. Like, Michael Brown, live forever, like, God bless you, and all this stuff. And then the other half are, like, people equally infuriated that have no stake in it except, like, a strange xenophobia going, like, why don't you fucking people get a job and stop coming complaining for the second? It's like weird dots that don't even need to be connected. These are American citizens standing in a quiet suburban street with fucking incendiary devices rolling down them, smoke filling, surrounding their oak trees, wafting past their bedroom windows where their children are sleeping in cribs would you put up with that would you tolerate that what if it happened right here right now it would you would, would would we tolerate this and we label these little cities and we go like oh here's an event this is an event that's going to begin and it's going to end or there's an, an incident going on and we keep calling them incidents but the police aren't calling them incidents because the police don't rent tanks for the moment, they acquire them gradually, and they're equipped for this. And more and more and more, every single police force is getting more and more military equipment as we go. They're, and they're prepared for this stuff. And it's not going to stop. The noose never loosens. It keeps tightening. And what, so when you're looking at live footage of a city in your country where people are being assaulted by the police... Side with them. You don't have to do anything other than that. Just stop arguing about it. Stop waiting for more details. Stop, stop hoping that it's not that big a deal and just side with them. You don't have to get in your car and drive down there. We'll do that later. But just stop fucking bitching about it against the people who are getting hit in the head with fucking incendiary devices. That, I, I, that, that, it's 9-11. <laughs>
That ends our political corner. That's, that, that's just me talking to the two people that bitched at me for retweeting the ACLU's number. Don't fucking, like, I don't want, it's yeah. not a debate and it's not an argument. It's fucking common courtesy. If, when, 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 there, when there's a fucking, like, blackout or there's a tsunami, there's a natural disaster, that's what a, that's what a riot situation is. It's a fucking yeah. natural disaster. It's triggered by weird shit. And then it's a fucking delicate, weird, crazy situation where people can get hurt. And, 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 like, it, you, oh, fucking, the, 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 I, I, the, the fucking eyewitness reports, the, 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 the anecdotal shit that is coming in, uh, from that city is deeply disturbing. And I'm 41 and I just, it keeps getting closer and closer. Um, it, you, you know, you know how comfortable these people are with this situation. Do you, you realize that we are going to live in a world where they, they are already prepared for it and we're not. They're going to be driving down the streets in these fucking Humvees. They're going to have their gas masks. They're going to have their anti-personnel, anti-things, uh, stomping all over the right to free assembly, stomping all over the right to freedom of speech. They, yeah. they're, they're, they're all geared up for it. And we're having fucking arguments about it because we want more clicks or less clicks or whatever the fuck we want access. We, we are not angry enough we are not outraged enough we're not hair trigger enough we should be skeptical it's our patriotic duty to be skeptical of the people that control yeah, us but that's that's absolutely illegal now like this dissent is not something legal anymore it used to be and, it, and theoretically it still is but dissent uh, about the way that what about this concept i'm sorry like, like how being monitored by the authorities remember that old adage about how if you don't if you're not guilty of something you have nothing to worry about remember that old thing how, how the fuck doesn't that apply to the fucking people that are out there enforcing the law? Why the hell? Why, why can we afford fucking drones and we can't afford fucking cameras? Put them on their hats. Put them in their armpits. Well, they, they, I want cameras everywhere on these motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I'm paying them. I know it's not a hard job. I know it's not, not an easy job. I, 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 you are a hero and you're the, out the, there. Those, 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 those uh, body cams and head cams are 900, $900 or $950 a piece. They could put them on, but cops won't put them on because... Because it's an invasion of their privacy, and I don't blame them for feeling that way because they're human beings. Wait, it's what's all, your stance? Uh, well, I'm just, I'm, I'm pointing out that if we should, if we're, why, why do we always start with criminals and pets and children, and we don't start with cops? Because the cops need to do their job, and it, none of us can do our jobs when we're being surveilled. None of us can be Americans when we're being surveilled. So, so either all or fucking start with them. I don't know. That's my point, I guess. Like before there's a fucking camera on every goddamn instance of every part of our private lives that can be used for or against us. Start with cops. Well, yeah. Well, let's, let's use that fund for that. Because I, 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 I prefer disorder over organized order, which, which, which is a police state. I'd rather that be chaos. I'd rather things would be, uh, organically dealt with than the fundamental, like, idea that everything has to be completely controlled from, uh, the police. And if I, we're I, animals and we can't be contained, then let's address that problem. If you can't control a city, if the, if this system isn't working at all, then let's start having that conversation because we keep downshifting into like, well, these animals in this basin, they're having a little bit of a tantrum. They need to time out. They need some tear gas. What do we, how many, how many of these, you know, how is this going to work? Like it's gonna, I'll tell you how it's gonna work. The blinds are gonna keep being blurred, and there's just gonna be dudes in bulletproof fucking SWAT gear, paramilitary, 
people like patrolling every street that you're on and if you if you're not guilty of anything you have nothing to worry about also, if, they give, if, they, if they give police this, this, the cynic in me says if you give the police these head cams and they have these they, these things that you can turn on when you go into uh, a house because there's a crime in progress or maybe um i think a lot of those cameras are going to fall off and i think a lot of like a, a lot of them are going to be broken like it's like it's, there's, no, there's no way to there's no way to control that yeah well either. we're already in a culture of broken cameras apparently a lot of cameras are getting broken in ferguson but there was a live stream today of... of the cops threatening a reporter threatening to shoot him this video of it cotton camera threatening to mace one reporter and shoot another this is tonight it's happening right there's now there's footage of cops ushering media away yeah throwing taking their yeah. equipment and destroying it i haven't actually seen it maybe i'm spreading no i saw bit. a video it's a smoke bomb comes the people run and the cops show up and turn all the cameras like to point them all down at the ground which is illegal yeah well, it's and, amazing and, and also this, philosophically why are you it, doing is it illegal? that i don't know i don't know that it is illegal yeah so, they you they can yeah, 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 but yeah, we we know that it's fundamentally illegal. But like, no one's gonna fucking do anything about that. Like, 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 yeah, you're you're a terrorist for forever flexing up back at a cop and say no, First Amendment rights and stuff like that. Like, uh, the definition of what is legal, what is not legal, goes out the window the moment there's any sort of like fur flying out in the air. Um, I just say start from the ground up, like grassroots, because none of us are. We all have. We shit should to all do. go out and vote. <laughs> I vote, say, voting is gonna fucking fix it. It's, it let, let, let's 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 accept let's all the go fact. Out and vote on freedom let's of speech. The fact no, we already have a, fucking freedom of speech. The freedom of speech. Speech was free until they said it was fucking free. And the moment, who is it? Was it Thomas Jefferson? That said, the moment that we say speech is free is the last time it was free. Now it's going to be lawyers arguing about what the uh, what includes free speech. Can you yell fire in a public place? No, you can't. So a circle is drawn around free speech and encloses and closes and closes. There's nothing free. There's no fucking First Amendment. There's no. And the people that fucking are all fired up about the Second Amendment, fuck you. Like fuck your guns. Fuck like fuck everything. So the first thing should be the the ability for people to be uh, to have liberty and i think that goes away all like every fucking single day and it's illegal to say anything anymore D but dissent became illegal here's the thing like because we, we have political conversations they always come down to this point where 250 million people who have better shit to do are faced with the choice between going out and doing a bunch of shit that's a big inconvenience to them right. or going on with their normal lives uh, like I think that a, a successful political movement can can actually be successful if all 250 million people just decide very casually to ignore everything to 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 stop siding with the people with the guns to when you next time you're talking about this with your wife with your husband with your children at a party uh, online just that Republican part of you, fucking let it go. Because is, are you going to be rich? Is that what you're worried about? Or do you think that like if you sell out capitalism, it's going to turn its back on you and you're not going to get to be a high roller? Is that what's going on? You're, you're one scratch off away. You're one promotion away from the myth of retirement. 
there's such a thing as capitalism without fucking elitism and so much hierarchy. You do not have to oppress people. You do not have to worship people that have more money than you. You can be at a party, and if someone brings up a topic like this, you can casually and coolly and smartly and wittily and funnily say, with all and a lot of other made-up adverbs, uh, I don't... Uh, all I know, man, is if there's a fucking dude and a tank, I side with the dude. That's uh, that's all I know. And if 250 million people feel that way, guess how... That, that, that is called democracy, and capitalism will take its course. Like, because there won't be any money in making people... Uh, uh, in, in playing to the other thing. Like, they've got us freaked out. They may, They make us think that we need that we're going to be all rich one day and that we need to keep kissing ass and clawing our way up and shitting on the people who dare to protest and complain down below us that's that's the i, I think that's the key like we don't have to fucking go out and wheat paste flyers and play red rover and uh you know you get sprayed in the face with shit we I, I those people are heroes but we don't you you can you can fight the fight at a fucking party hanging out smoking pot playing video games retweeting phone numbers <laughs> I, I, if the zeitgeist is if people put a thermometer in that turkey and it comes back oh shit they don't like us very much like there's i, th I think well, let's try that methodology first change your attitude no one wants to take your money no one wants to take your fucking anything everyone wants you to be american and free and love your family and have your children and your thanksgiving and all your shit there's no culture war there's no no one's coming at you fucking the the, the, you, the, the, the fuck you all right <laughs> what do you what do you think spencer um it's all it's all true every single word it's all true <laughs> I well, I had a I had a weird story life event that happened as kind of relating to this. I I retweeted an article that posited that uh, what was it? Tear gas actually acts as a nerve agent, like you know, it acts similarly to nerve gas in that it directly stimulates your nerves, causing a reaction rather than just like being a formal irritant. And I retweeted it, and someone, some, some old guy was like, huh, that's bullshit. Stop spreading rumors. And I was like, well, that's, that's a weirdly bold stance. And I was like, you didn't read the article, did you? And he's like, I read the article. It's all rumors. Stop spreading them. And I was like, who, who the fuck are you? What are you talking about? It's just some old guy with a weird military haircut. And he's like, I've been an expert of chemical weapons for 21 years. And um, I was like, oh, well, fuck. You seem like a bad guy. Yeah. And then so I started doing my research, and I was like, okay, nerve gas, it, uh, it, it stimulates the nerves. So does, it's, it's a nerve gas. It's a nerve gas. And uh, I didn't know what to do because this guy's an expert, and I'm obviously a guy who's retweeting links. And then some, one of my followers or someone else retweets both of us and says, Dan Cazetta is a fraud. Don't trust him. And he linked an MIT article that an MIT professor wrote that was like, Dan Cazetta is active on Twitter and claims to be an expert, but in dealings with him, I found his only... And it was just like this crazy paper debunking this asshole. And I'm just sitting like watching all this stuff happen. Happened. Wait, which guy was Cazetta? The guy Dan you were. Cazetta was this this expert that was calling oh. bullshit on oh, the okay. thing, and I was just like, "This is so weird." I just wanted to. It's an interesting article. Like, why are? 
I think you're allowed to be wrong and spread rumors and be um, irresponsible. It's also not the point whether uh, or not it's a nerve agent. I, I, I think that I think that it, like the responsibility starts and ends with the fucking guns and the tear gas and the yeah. things and the people who are getting paid. And if they to show up the with like tanks, people are going to have a negative reaction to that. You can't <laughs> show up looking like you're fucking. And, gonna, and, and that is not to time is to not meet the tanks. press. That is not time to have a fucking Lincoln Douglas debate about whether or not your facts are all in order. Because guess what, your facts are going to be in order 48 hours from now. Do you know how much shit's going to happen? It's just like, they just, it's called folklore. If, if a tank rolls down your street, guess what everybody gets to do? They get to make shit up. That's called our tank. Well, I don't know about that. Like, wait, you know, I, I fucking do know about it. That, that, is, that, is, that is the only thing that's keeping them from rolling over us with tanks now. Is lying about PR. them? PR! Yeah, well, PR is, uh, is called us like getting to go. Oh yeah, fucking uh, th th these guys are bad guys. Like, oh, uh, what do you mean bad guys? Let's define the word bad. Fuck that. Fuck all of it. It's a fucking tank, man. Fuck that. They Exaggerate. Lie. Spread rumors. <laughs> like, 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 like uh, you're, you're you're under attack. Uh, yeah, fuck off. They just uh, the they truth is crazy on enough the, on the on the guy too. It just yeah, came Mike out Brown, right? Say, yeah, he was shot six times, two Whoa! in the head, twice in the head from a distance, in the back. Well, some crazy. of them were in the back. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> We've covered a lot of ground <laughs> in this podcast. I, I'm biting my tongue because all my opinions are fucking unpalatable for everybody here. I fucking I, I won't I won't say shit. Like I don't I don't, I don't like any of it. Like, Let's bring it. No no, uh, no no no. You won't because um uh, here's one. I don't like Led Zeppelin, so people won't like me. Oh! Also, fuck all governments, all of them. They're all Woo! bullshit. There's, there's no such thing as a good one. The only good, the only good government <laughs> oh. is no government, and that people actually do have the ability to live without government and absolutely things be absolutely orderly. And the the, the, the mythology that we have to uh, have, have, have a structure of of, uh, of control. You don't think you need a structure for any society? No, uh, no, no. You, you certainly <laughs> like do. A government governing but, 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 structure but, 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 that does like law and stuff like that. Yeah, but pe people can creatively do that on their own. We don't have to have it uh, be a bunch. No, of there's societies that do horrible shit and if there wasn't government outside they're killing widows when their husbands die it, 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 you have to be very educated you have to take, you have to spend a lot of years getting it together there have been times in history when people have tried to do it and they were uh, but it's not going to happen so we need government um, <laughs> that's that's probably true and it's a very sad well mission. this cyclical concept though of the world's shitty so it has to be shitty the world's shitty so it has to be shitty the world's shitty so it has to be shitty the idea of idealism you could need a brace on your leg because your leg hurts because your leg is fucked up and you, yeah. need, and you need to walk <laughs> I'm glad somebody fucking is supporting that stance it's a bold stance I am anti-brace <laughs> You have a right and almost a duty to look at that brace and go like, this is a thing that is unnatural, that is here, that I need right, right now, that I would like to not have if I can somehow figure out a way to not have it. Sure. That's what government should be. You should be able, like, no one should ever be like, I love government. That's insane. <laughs> and no one that works in government should ever be like, this is an honor. No, it's not. It should yeah. be blighted. It in should a perfect be world, upon. we wouldn't need any of you. It, 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 it should be like working. Working at the post office, the president should be should have poop uh, for breakfast every day. With, with 
a little scoop of sand. Yeah. yeah. Just a tiny And he scoop. should be like, God damn it, I can't wait to be done being president. I'm so good right. at it. I, they really need me, and I got to keep the trains running on right. time. But fucking A, it pays shit, and it's fucking yeah. hard. Celebrating is so weird when you become president. It's like, wh- why? Yeah, Seems op- like, oh, fuck. The next office, four years are going to suck. Office of the, pre- <laughs> the office of the presidency wasn't really that big of a deal for a lot of years. Like, it, it wasn't that big of a thing. Now it's become this celebrity shit. Yeah. That now uh, it, it's, it's you're, you're, you're some sort of kind of like emperor. Uh, it really isn't that big of a deal. It, it's a functionary office. And that's all that it should be. And also, it should be very fucking temporary. And also, the people shouldn't give two shits about it. Um, the, 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 the best politician that wins every year or every election is nobody because most people don't fucking vote. Why? Does it matter? Uh, you, you, the idea that d- Democrats and Republicans are all that different lies. They're, 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 they're the same fucking party. They have, uh, the, the, the idea that we have a left and a right in our, in our democracy, we do not. There are two sides that are pretty left. I mean, sorry, pretty right. Um, and they're getting farther and farther right. Uh, the George Herbert Walker Bush w- would be a lefty compared to what's going on now. Um, the idea that when you vote for Obama versus so-and-so or whatever the fuck, um, the, the idea that there's one side versus another side and there's two giant differences between them, it's absolutely insanity. It diminishes our intellect. It diminishes the democracy. Our constitution has... Uh, Basically, have been turned to shit. Um, also, it's, it's it's frequently shit on. And, and when the tanks roll in, you're gonna feel like a bad person for saying "fuck you" tanks because the tanks will have American flags on them, and and we'll be a bad person. Not only will we be shot at, but we'll also just feel like bad Americans for it. As good Americans, you should have di- absolutely like abhor government at all times. Uh, there should be a revolution all the fucking time. And we cannot do it because we're too stupid to actually get up in the morning and take care of our elderly, to teach our children, to pave a fucking road without letting other people do it. We don't know how to do it. We've been taught not to do well, it. Well, we're too happy. And the cartoons are too good and oh, the video oh, games are too is fun. Is America a bad country? No. America is one of the best shitty places in the world. It's fantastic. Um, we, we, we get along quite well here. The but Wi-Fi also, is pretty bad. But also, we, 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 we don't get to really wave a flag and say that we are what we think we are because the world looks at the American flag for in a lot of a lot of parts of the world I think and runs for fucking cover because there's fucking drones attacking them and we torture people we do everything that we don't believe in and we're not good guys we're not we're not heroes anymore we haven't been for a good long time um, actually I don't know that we ever fucking were we had slavery forever and thought that was quite all right um, we're still the most misogynist and fucking racist fucking gr- bunch of people that can move around you know there's, there's worse countries than ours I'm not saying it's the worst place in the world but we can't wave a banner and say but that we're wh- doing it all right we're not doing it all right I think we can but we have to keep striving yeah but we don't strive anymore we don't strive anymore because we think we, we think we fucking already crossed the finish line I think we're we allowed think to brag about everything we've done but we have to keep on like competing oh, yeah. with somebody we other than that, I, agree, I agree with that. I, I, I'm not saying that it's the worst country in the world that, that it's bad. I'm saying, that but it's the most apathetic. I think um, the, it's the population is the I, most I just, apathetic. I, just don't, I, I don't like the hypocrisy of saying that we actually do love liberty and that we do love freedom because we don't. We act, we uh, we're, we're quite willing to uh, to uh, make uh, cupcakes. Uh, to make, uh, we're, we're, we're quite willing to. Uh, to, to I, I was just guessing. To to, to limit. To was it make up democracy and limit freedom? Um, I I fucking hate governments. I fucking hate them all. Uh, I hate Led Zeppelin. <laughs> all right, Led Zeppelin and governments overrated. Also, Snowpiercer is a bad movie. Fuck Snowpiercer. <laughs> My favorite line from that movie. It's a bad movie. 
It's good. It's, it's fucking it, awesome. It's you know a, what? It's Apocalypse Now. Not that great. It's no. I, I agree. Apocalypse Now is too oh, fucking shit. long. It's too fucking uh, long. An unfair treatment of Vietnam. Uh, all right, all right, all right. What E.T. Else? Third Act Problems. <laughs> Fuck you. I just feel like... Goonies doesn't hold up. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Go watch Goonies again. There's yeah. nothing sacred. Also, government, you know, I was Goonies. I, I was sad for me. Real Genius did not live up to my remembrance really? of it. It's not that good anymore. Watch it again. It's pretty nice. Watch it's not it again. That great. Watch your government again. <laughs> Also, the goonies of government. Also, am I right about everything? No. I, 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 I love words. Do I say every word right? No. And so there's going to be people that are going to hate everything I say. We, let's all go have a drink, sit around and talk about it. I will convince you of two things. Rush sucks and voting is gay. Also, saying voting is gay doesn't, doesn't make me a, a homophobe. It makes me wish I hadn't said voting is gay. Because I, I undercut everything I just fucking said. <laughs> But yeah, that would be great at, at the end. And then, you know, black people can vote now, so that's weird. <laughs> what? I, I, also, yeah, we've been too soft on Asians. I fucking think Asians are getting a fucking, they're getting a free ride. Jeff Davis would have you believe that voting is gay. But he thinks Asians are all right. Jeff Davis hates gays soft on Asians. Paid for by Dan Harmon. I was making fun of myself while I said that, but voting is stupid. Being gay is fucking great. I think I'll I think... suck anybody's dick after the show. If you vote for it. If you all fucking... If, if, if there's a fucking plurality, I will suck a dick. Yes, my name is Jim Davis. I'll see you after the show. I think I think all gay people worth their salt can handle the occasional slip up. I uh, know, That's especially so when it's when it's when it's got the red handkerchief on the two by four of like, oops, sorry about that. I think that's actually better than not saying anything. <laughs> also, at all. I, I I when I, I sat her in silence because I hate talking about it because what I believe in, I I, it's, I don't even know how to support it. I used to believe in like what like Emma Goldman, uh, Mikhail Bakunin, Kropotkin, and like the great anarchist thinkers, that the idea that anarchism is the mother of order. It's not disorder. The idea that we have to be led around by people that we don't know anything about and these fake structures and shit like that. When I start talking about that, I bore myself senseless because I don't really know how to support it. And then I say something stupid like voting is gay, which undercuts everything, and people are going to have a fucking field day on that. To which I say, hooray, you should, because I'm a fucking moron. I don't, I, but also, I just don't like government. Well, this is the thing like that drives it. me nuts about politics is that there's no idealism has no root. We treat idealism the same way that we treat uh, everything else that's actually already going on. That I have a big problem with. I think that it, the, you need to be able to stand at a party and say, I think everybody should go should be naked. And it shouldn't be held to the same scrutiny. I it's wish like, well, if everyone was naked, then there wouldn't be pants. And if there were no pants, let's talk, okay, so People let's never think about anything. It's like really important to soak ourselves in idealism. It's not all, all going to take. But the shit that's already working, it's working. And it's working too well. And it ain't working good enough. And um, we need to, like, 
constantly be soaking in a solution of idealism. We need to have crazy people saying, what if we were communists? What if we were naked? What if we, like, what if there was no government? What if, what if garbage was food? What if, what if you could turn salt water what into if, fresh water? What if sand was poopy? Uh, <laughs> what if we weren't dependent on oil? What if the fucking planet is slowly heating up uh, and it's our fault? Uh, you, you need to constantly have people, you can't, if you constantly put everything that those people say under a microscope and bash them to pieces if, if it doesn't hold up uh, to the same things that have the status quo behind them, then we're definitely fucked. That's called stagnation. That's called, that's called a tree that doesn't bend. It, 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 it's going to break and uproot and float down the Amazon River. All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, suck. Look at just all stare at me. I guess <laughs> that's what lets you do. got any D and D in store for us. Oh, do I? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I wish voting were more gay. I guess that's my problem. Vote, voting, voting is too straight. Nobody is really offended by that. I think you're being too hard on I'm yourself. I'm paranoid. I'm get you're being too hard on yourself. You just spoke uh, something and you, you regretted it. There's certain things that we've been saying our whole lives that are now, we realize, not the right thing to say, I think correctly, and so sometimes you fall back on old patterns, but you caught yourself and that's all that matters. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, also, the, no, the fear th- the fear you. is that people continue to not think about it and then just go, oh, that thing's gay and that thing's gay. Right. That's yeah. the, that's exactly. The thing. You considered that's, what you said and realized that, you know. No, that was foolish of me. And, uh, what you said was gay. But, but also, like. I, <laughs> no, no. What, what, what I said. What have I What done? I said was retarded, Kamel. It was totally retarded. <laughs> My sister's retarded. Oh. Is she? Yep. To beat the band. What did you say? To beat the band? Beat she, the band? She's beat the band. She's retarded to beat the band. Is what he said. You've never heard. What does that mean? No. What does no, that she's mean? She's really retarded. Beat the band means really retarded. To beat the band. Yeah. Oh man. I'm, oh fuck! That ice cream was that, that was so good. that was delicious. I, 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 I'd eat that to beat the band. Like, uh, it, it means Wait, like, explain it to me. When you used to quiz bands and then... No, Adam, no, you're wrong. <laughs> Tell me what it means. Singing did, loud enough to beat the band. Oh, singing, oh, singing to go. beat the band. He was yelling to beat the band. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, out shouting the... Like being forcefully. The that makes sense. You know, I just found out that hoisted by your own petard. Love it. 40, 41 years old. I've used that expression a million times. I always pictured a petard as a special fancy kind of pants. <laughs> and that being hoisted by your or own petard like, meant that your pants were so fancy that it made it easy for like people to like lift you up and like dangle you. I always pictured like a fancy guy in a pirate ship going like, you pirates are going to have to get a, get a new way of doing things. I'm Mr. Fancy Pants. I'm wearing a petard from now on, no plank walking, and I'll tell you why. And that the pirates go like, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Yeah, his petard has like a huge loop Handle, on it. Yeah. Let's put the thing it, in, it, the, it, and then they hoist him up, and he's like, whoa, and another thing. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I, I always thought that's what hoisted by your own petard means. It means a grenade. A petard is a bomb. Hoisted refers to being blown up. Blown up by your own bomb? Yeah, by your I, own I, bomb. Think, I think the original appearance in print is like heisted, like, 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 being like, like you're being lifted up in the air by like people that were sappers that go to blow up a wall, they would put a bomb there. Frequently, they blow themselves up. So oh, being I honestly 
crazily had the exact same image in my head. <laughs> it's like a patard. It like, was a, a pirate ship. A guy with fancy pants. Are I'm you, not joking. Are you, are I swear. Are you making fun of me? I know. I always pictured a guy. It's a pole, and he's got his hand, his pants oh are, God. and he's like, boop, 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 boop. he's doing that. <laughs> but that's, like, boop, 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 boop. But, but that's where uh, that's I shouldn't have worn my patards today. <laughs> Don't some, take a stand if you're wearing a patard. Where, some, where somebody lifts you up by your collar and your pants, and they carry you out. That's called walking Spanish. Yeah, yeah. I love that one. <laughs> like, like I mean, he, he was walked Spanish out of a place. That's where you get you get like hoisted out. By Is your that room. really true? I, that's so it goes. This is back then. Spanish also, people were this is, this is, they were always flying. There's a series of really good books by uh, I think it's Earl Funk from Funk and Wagnalls uh, called. Like, there's like the one's called Heavens to Betsy. One's called Horse Feathers. One's called Hog on Ice. And there's a fourth one I can't remember. And it's and it's all uh, the history of like of uh, like etymology of, of weird phrases like where to break a leg uh, comes from or where to uh, you know to know the ropes and so like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the first appearances in print and, and the titles of all of them are ones that we don't know we don't know why Heavens to Betsy it's, but I love Break a Leg and it's one of those things where there's lots of different ideas about where Break a Leg came from but it's not like a thing that you wish bad things to happen to actors so good things happen like as a superstition um, uh, to Break a Leg when you would bow at the end of a show it's where you, you, you would get up and crack your back leg and that, that, that was being make it to the end make it to the bows because most shows were so shit and the, and the audience would be, wow. so, would be so angry so that, they're just saying hopefully you get to the end of the show they're, they're saying don't suck because people would like the, the, uh, the groundlings the people that would come and they would, sit, they would stand there they, would, they really would bring rotting cabbages and eggs and shit to throw at you because it cost a dime or a nickel or a penny to get into the show and I could be making that dime or nickel out at my stand or doing what I do and so if the show sucks, they just would throw shit at you and leave. So for an actor to say break a leg, it means make it to the bows. And I love that. But that's, again, it's, that's up for debate because people say different things. But I prefer to believe that. Is that where the throw it? Slowly, as theater got more and more improved, they started to throw fresh produce. Yeah. Which became flowers. Yeah. <laughs> and then panties. The freshest of flowers. <laughs> panties. That, that the, the, the first production of Tom Jones. <laughs> yes. By the time he got in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, all right, all let's right. do it. Pretty gay. <laughs> Play the music. Pretty gay. Are, are, are we doing this shit? Yeah, right? Hang on a second. I guess. <laughs> do you oh, not we don't, want to? We don't, we don't have Aaron. Do, do we need to replace Do you not Aaron? want do to? Want... No, I just am a commercial. Is, is Aaron not here? Aaron's not here. Haven't you seen... Do, do you do you want should we do you want somebody to sure I mean I, fine I don't care we need we should get a lady we've we, we've got a lot of testosterone up here yeah it's, isn't it great to hear three guys or four guys talk about politics and, and bore everybody senseless uh, could we get a gal up, uh, up on here to play what's her new character called we got a Sarsgaard? hand up over here Destiny Sars what's the new character tell me real quick come, come on here. up young lady you 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 raise your hand. What is your name? Uh, Molly. Hello, Molly. Welcome. Give Molly the thing. <laughs> I saw I saw this guy make a very vulgar vul, uh, vulgar gesture. I was really offended. By what? It. Uh, Who did? Wait, what? Do you need this? Oh, you. Those are both yours. Oh. That's it. Who made a vulgar oh. gesture towards whom? Uh, no, I tore, well, towards you guys. Towards you guys. Who did? Oh shit! Who did? The guy here in the yellow shirt. Oh, yeah. oh Adam. Oh. What was the gesture? That's the last it like straw. A, it was like a fuck you, but it also involved his other hand to show <laughs> the full. Uh. There you go. That's Adam Goldberg. Molly, are you new here? <laughs> huh? Are you new here? This is my second time. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it's Adam Goldberg. He's God's offensive gesture. I see. <laughs> 
is a human middle finger. Uh, yeah, God was like, fuck you, America. Have this. I'm just being serious. I'm just being serious. All right, uh, so uh, Kumail... Or, or Spencer, would, would this be included in your in your intro to explain to Kamel what happened with uh, Aaron's character? Uh, yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, let's I guess. It. Yeah. Let's 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 let's, let's try like. I don't really think about that stuff. Me neither. I know. <laughs> All right. Where, where are we? Here we go. When we last met, our heroes were in some big danger. After what was meant to be a simple distract, uh, dispatching of highwaymen on the road to Rosebook, Mulrain lied dead by her own hand, and the gnome our heroes aimed to save had a broken neck. But before the gang could even catch their breath and mourn their fallen friend, a fiery maelstrom of light pushed the gang to escape, who levitated the paralyzed gnome to safety. In town they met Dignity, a paladin with a friendly, if pushy, demeanor who brought the party to the constabulary to discuss their travels. After a spot of tea, our gang met Father Tinder, a friendly but perverse old abbot in charge of the city. Tinder was immediately suspicious of the group, but dignity smoothed things over. There is a moment of calm, but then Admiral Darkstar, still under the skin of Yomiji, his heavenly host, came blasting through the sky towards the town. The powerful fiend assaulted the town, but was repelled by Rosebook's powerful defensive magic. The war... The ward stood strong, but for how long? And how long before Father Tinder would learn of the gang's connection to their deadly foe? Find out this time on an all-new ins- installment edition of Harmontown Time. <laughs> So, so Destiny's a paladin? A paladin. Uh, that's the new it's, character? It's dignity. A dignity. Dignity. Yeah, Sorry. dignity. Dignity. And that's you. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, sort of so, the theme I came in on. Dignity. Yes, sir. Sarsgaard. Great. Yep. So, Dignity, tell us all about yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm immune to sleep. <laughs> I do have an Adderall prescription, so that makes sense. <laughs> that's actually useful. Can I get your number? <laughs> Don't metagame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are numbers? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? All right. Where are we? I wasn't listening. Why uh, don't you listen? I have Because I'm thinking about... I'm having a fight with Aaron, and I was listening. I was, I was, hey, that is makes sense. Is that why sense. she's not here? There was a fight? Probably. It's my fault. Because I, I saw you guys a little while ago, and I thought she was coming. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are going through counseling. Is that what I know. It's, uh, <laughs> sometimes, it, sometimes the counseling gives me new ways to be mean to her. <laughs> like I learn new ways. To, yeah, you, you have a new vocabulary for abuse. Yeah, bad, bad fiance. And I miss her, and I'm sorry. I, I'm a bad, bad fiance. <laughs> Uh, I can't. Call I, her I, I can't. KD's <laughs> lights are on. I think they're not supposed to be on. They came on at some point. <laughs> oh, but it's nice. Actually. Oh, if you let's. It's, 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 it's like we're doing it in a Caribbean uh, <laughs> bungalow. 
Caribbean bungalow. All right, so so we are. That's why we have that image in our heads. I'm sorry. We we did a thing. We met dignity, and now we're in the the constabulary. Yeah, Kumail. Angels trying to get. Aaron killed her character off. I saw the killing. I was here for the killing. Now she's a new character, which by all accounts is the same person, just with a different name and a different possible outlook on life, but really the same thing. I don't know where you're getting that. It's not really a great sample size. Oh, just one mission, you mean? One day? I mean, yeah. one, one I episode. Yeah. It seemed a lot like the old character. I'm not saying you're necessarily absolutely wrong. I just think it's unjustified. It was a small juncture. sample. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay. So now we're in Rose Book right now? Yep, and and is the storm from the Admiral Darkstar still approaching? Is it? Is it? Upon yeah, us? you're you're in you're you're outside. You're looking up. He's he you know he's still in the body of this angel that he's possessed, and he's circling around and pounding on the dome like barrier around the city. He can't get in though. It seems. Well, yeah, looks like he's trying to get in. <laughs> Should probably go check on those soul rods, make sure they're holding up. Okay. So those are the perimeters. So you want to go check those out? I'd like to go check out the soul rods. You okay, Sharpie? You seem a little down. Yeah, I'm all right. Balls, though, but are yeah, you okay? I'm all right. Okay, cool. All right, I'll go check out the soul rods. <laughs> you go to the nearest soul rod. It seems to be uh, strictly reinforced. There's a cleric. He's praying, and his hands are outstretched, kind of like washing over the bear or over the rod with uh, his magical energies. He's kind of keeping it powered. Hey, hey, you need any help? <laughs> he uh, he doesn't respond. Hey, he's I'm chanting. talking to you. He's chanting under his hey, breath. Hey, 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 hey! Uh, bad pitch that set him on fire. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm doing a bit. All right. I was doing yeah, a bit. Just for a bit. I was doing a bit. Uh, I'll see you later. Good job praying. So these soul rods are kept, the city's protected by, it's like powered by field. prayers. Yeah. And magic. Right. If you, if you, if you listen, you can hear. Must be five in the morning. <laughs> What? Oh, what I, I just I just set my pen down and I played a song. I'm sorry. His pen plays the studio. <laughs> all right. Okay. So so right. you're at this soul rod and you're you're not or you're trying to talk to this guy who's not responding, but uh, as you're talking to him, you you hear the squeaking of a wooden cart and you turn and you see Father Tinder. He's pushing a wooden cart full of uh, kegs and growlers and uh, glasses and and cups. He's got all this juice. Juice in his cart, and he's pushing it along, and he's like, uh, what is he like? Now everybody keep calm. Our wards have never failed us against evil, and they won't now, not as long as we hold strong. Now who wants juice? He hands a juice to uh, the cleric, who kind of wordlessly grabs it and puts it in his pocket without breaking his incantation. What kind of juice is it? Oh, all Father sorts Kendra? of juice. We got orange juice and grape juice. I guess it's just two kinds of juice. <laughs> What does the juice do? It, uh, you know, good for the nerves. It's wholesome. It's wholesome. I, uh, I ask for a growler of juice. He gives you, he gives you a skin instead, a wine skin, but of juice. I ask for a fucking growler. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa. Come on, man. Sorry. It's customary. Can I uh, take? Can I have a vial of juice? Uh, they, they come in skins. Can I have a growler? No, they, I'll give you a skin of juice. Can I get a goblet uh, of a, grape juice? I, I have a, cup, a wooden like cup. A half cup. Yeah, it looks like that. a goblet. Uh, I'll take just a portion of juice. He starts pouring juice for you guys. 
I say we take some of this juice, take <laughs> take it around the corner and uh, do a little CSI on it. See what's in it? CSI. Yeah, see what's in it? See what? I thought. I thought. I'm sorry. I thought you misheard me. No. <laughs> CSI would yeah. see what's in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So as he's pouring you this juice, he's like, "So you guys are." You're awfully calm. Oh, we just loved receiving juice. Yeah. I, I don't say, like I to... Say minutes, I don't that. like to drink it around people. I'm going to go around the corner. <laughs> just normally when there's giant things beating down the door, you know, people freak out. Ha, ha, ha. You got it, buddy. <laughs> that, that's what she said. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's see what's in this fucking juice. Yeah. All right. Hey, uh, what's your name? Destiny. It's Dignity. Dignity. <laughs> we just met you. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I can distract the guy uh, while you do the thing. Oh, yeah, the talk Jews. to him. He's your boss. Yeah. yeah. He's my boss? Yeah, he, yeah, he is your oh, boss. Okay. Well, he's the boss of the town. I, mean, right. kinda, I see. I yeah. see. She works for the town. Sure. I have, uh, holy he's, texts. Her. I can read them, yeah, read, about them. Read them the holy texts. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you sidle up to Father Tinder and start reading off scripture. <laughs> All right. Come on, All right, come on, okay. let's go. All right. CSI, CSI. All right, CSI. Let's see what's in it. CSI, CSI. I, I, I follow them, and we, we're going to see. We're going right. to CSI. We're going to a doorway. Okay. I have, Do we I have, have any CSI equipment? I have knowledge arcana. Yep. Thirteen. All right, that's the first thing. I'm just I'm just dribbling it on my fingers, and I'm like um, checking it out. Yeah, I'm going to do sense motive on it. <laughs> it seems to want to be drank. I guess. <laughs> Um, I, use, well, I, I use perception on it to see what, what the deal is. It looks like juice. I, okay. I, because it's been a long day, I go, guys, I'm a gnome. I'm pretty tough. I'm a barbarian. I'll just I'll drink. I'll, I'll oh, no. I'll take a sip of the juice. No, come on, man. Come on. That's I, not the no, thing we'll, of it. We'll, we'll try it. It's, it's, he's a juice dealer. He's, uh, I think that's... I honestly think that... Uh, you think this is a bad idea? Yeah, because I think the worst case scenario is you go Jim Jones, like, Jones town participant. <laughs> if best case scenario is you don't, and then who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the, it's, it's high risk, low yield. Okay. Yeah, because either nothing happens and that's not interesting, or you die. <laughs> Okay, I, so there's I, no way to win. I don't drink it, Spencer. I don't drink it, but I walk back to the to Father Tinder at the juice cart. Okay, and I say, "Oh, thank you. That was delicious." And I look at him expectantly. Okay. <laughs> what do the rest of you guys do in the I, doorway? Uh, I can detect evil. Should I detect if the juice? Yeah, is yeah. Evil? I should have. Yeah. I should have waited for you to do, to do that. Well, yeah, the juice. It's not evil. Okay. So well, you know, I go. Oh, Thank you for the tinder. You know what? I'm going to put it down on the ground, and I have stealth 13. I'm going to sneak up to the juice. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can drink this juice safely. I mean, I, I, no, I'm no, not getting, a, nothing I'm not getting a bad vibe off this what juice. What about my knowledge arcana? That yeah. didn't, that well, doesn't... no, I, I got caught up in other things, I guess. You use your knowledge of Arcana and you find out that it's not magical. It, it, you know, it only extends to your knowledge of magic, which this is not. All right, it might be chemical. <laughs> All right. Uh, what so about I, my brew potion feet? Doesn't that mean that I can see uh, a Mickey when I see one? Uh, well, potions are magical, so... Your mama's magical. I wish. That'd be amazing. 
All right. Well, I don't. I mean, I grant and wish. So I, I say to him, I go. Oh, I said, Hey, Father Tinder, I drank that juice and uh, fucking that's that's the that's the stuff. Yeah, I make it myself. Yeah. So well, what do you, did you did you have some juice today? I always have juice. It's my secret juice. And what do you what do you what would you say? It was just drops. It's major property. Like that. What you know? I, I'm feeling pretty pretty good, but it's like, major property. Yeah, deliciousness. I, I go up to him and I go, "What the fuck, man? What? Oh, That's yeah. fucking mind control juice." No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I have skills in it. I can detect it. It's fucking mind control juice. What the fuck, man? And I come in pretending to be under. Juice is commanding me to do stuff. Fuck, you see this shit? Oh, the juice, almighty juice. I don't. I don't want to be rude, but I sense that you're deceiving me right now. <laughs> All right, okay, you're right. Uh, you, you got call, us. You call. All, right. All, right. All, right. All right. It's a little thing we do when people yeah. offer us juice. So it's just... We've been to a lot of towns. We it's just juice? We, it's we, just juice? It's juice. We call this due diligence. We, we, uh, yeah, it's we, just... We, uh, we call listen. it juice diligence. I bet when juice. you were our age, juice. you juice. tested juice before you drank yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, we see a side juice all the time. He said he's got a force field around it. All right. Uh, the juice should be suspicious. <laughs> we're going to drink it. Gonna, I drink. Gonna, I drink my juice. I'm gonna put mine in my pocket. I drink my. I fucking drink the whole thing down. Put mine in my pocket. I drink my. I drink my juice. You I give mine to the juice. robot baby. You give your juice to the robot baby. You put it in your pocket. I put mine in my pocket. I drink my juice. Yep. You I'm sure a, did. I'm gonna turn mine into water. Uh, wait. How do you do that? It says that it says divine favor. Plus I think you can create water, but not turn stuff oh. into it. Never mind. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> I feel like we really like sort of got stuck in this juice thing. <laughs> I think I, I I think the Kool-Aid man just came by and we got all freaked out. Yeah. Well, just, it's, he has a force field over his city. He runs the place like Charles Manson. He's creepy. He sexually harasses his female uh, underlings. And he brings right juice there. around. We were right to check the juice out. All right. So I drink Sorry, I uh, hope you didn't hear any of that. I mean, yeah, I'm pretty perceptive. <laughs> I drink my juice and uh, do I, I try to sense any ill effects or positive effects from it. It tastes a bit bitter, like it has orange rind in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some I, people I, don't I, like I, it. Uh, I, I make a poopy face. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that happens. Hey, uh, Father Tender. Yeah. Uh, how how do you, how do you how long do you think your soul rods will hold out against this uh, demon angel? Oh, you know, they'll hold out forever as long as God's favor's on my side. Wait, he pats a he pats a pocket on his chest. What is that? What? What's in your pocket, sir? Oh, I don't have a pocket. He reveals uh, he reveals no pocket where he was patting. <laughs> See, no pocket. What's what were you patting over there? God's favor. It's in your heart? It's in my heart. Aww. No, no pocket, though. No pocket, though. I showed you. Nothing <laughs> no, no, Nothing in the juice? Nothing in the juice. Why do you think there's stuff in the juice? Yeah, you kind of run things in an autonomistic way. I, I mean, no. Do I? That's not true, is it? Autocratic. What do you think? You're no, he's, his. He's great. It's great, right? I'm on his side. This is awesome. I love it. I love the force field. <laughs> I think everybody loves the force field. 
Guys, we're not anti-force feed. Try the juice. It's a little bitter, but you know. Just, I gave it to the baby. Uh, what's the baby's name? Lodgy. 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 Did you like it? I. I. Oh, was I supposed to drink it? Yeah. No. I don't drink stuff. Yeah, um, Lodgy, don't drink anything. You know what? I'm gonna drink it. Is this the episode where we just stand around and talk about juice? <laughs> Sounds like it. This could be yeah. the most important episode yeah. of our lives. It's like the most boring Anthony Bourdain episode. <laughs> Let's just not get antsy and start burning the place down. No, 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 we're good. All right, I'll drink the juice. I'll drink your juice. You drink the juice. Uh, orange rind, fuck. <laughs> yep. Some people don't like it. I don't like it. Uh, I got I got grape juice. How does the grape juice taste? It tastes great. You guys should have gotten grape juice. Mm, it's your fault. I, I drank I some back around that. the corner. It's great. <laughs> hey, can I have some grape juice? Uh, sure. There's enough juice for all. What's the What's the point of this? Just for refreshments? Or? Yeah, it's my thing. I mean, you have hobbies, right? <laughs> Could you I, I, show us where you make the juice? At my juicery. Well, can you take us there? We're let, big let, juice go, fans. Hey, guys, everyone, let's go to the juicery. We drank the juice. We love juice. We want to see where the juice is made. All right, let's go. All right. To the juicery. This is going to be the best, this is the best fucking D&D of all time. I can do it. Let's not, do it. Not only do we talk about juice, we're going to go see how it's made. <laughs> This is like every, this is my favorite bridge of Mr. Every, Rogers when he's like, let's go yeah. to the milk plant. I'm like, yeah. oh, Jesus, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> this is every fucking role player's fantasy. Um, right. Is there wheatgrass? Can I get to do a shot of wheatgrass? What's wheatgrass? All right. All I right. guess that answers the question. Here we go, to the juicery. To the juicery. Oh, look at that building. Oh, yeah, you could ride the horse. Woo. But you get there way before everyone else. That's fine. All right. Hey, when was that building made? I, I pointed. I pointed a building. I don't know. Well, what's what's that building do? That's a the house. Uh, who was born there? I don't. I don't know that anyone was. Where's the juicery? Born there. Well, it's are we right there yet? here. Are we yeah. at the juicery? We sure are. How far is it? Oh, it's here God. currently. I, I, are you shrubbing the juicery right now? Sounds like it's it. Sh- All right. I, oh. Uh, the here we here we are, guys. Fucking, I, I, the the sense of anticipation. Do we just walk in or no? Standing outside, standing outside of the juicery is. Uh, it looks like a knight who's who seems like he's been standing there a while, and he also seems like he's been drinking. Uh-oh. It's a juice night. Drinking juice? No, no. He seems drunk. I should say. Oh, Sweet. what's your what's your knight's name? Oh, that's Darmvon. Hey, darn fun. Hey. So it feels like what that name makes me think we weren't supposed to come to the juicery. <laughs> that feels like a name that was thought if, of if we, when the sentence was started. <laughs> if we die outside of a juicery, I'd be very disappointed. So, darn fun. Uh, hey. Darn fun, step aside, matey. We're going to go inside and see how juice is made. Just like one second. Um, I just want to talk to Father Tinder real quick. Okay, as okay. you as you like. Yeah, go for it. Father Tinder's like, that sounds fine, gentlemen. If you give us a bit of privacy. Oh, privacy! We didn't say we would give you privacy. Hey, look! If it's important, you can say it in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I'd really rather not. This happen. I think everyone's allowed to hear everything. No, yeah. let him let him hear it. Let him hear it. Let him hear it. Says Darb Father, Darb Vaughn said that. Okay, great. Let you know, you know we gotta, you know why this demon thing's here, and you can stop it, Father. 
And Father Tinder's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. This guy's crazy. He's like a heretic or something. And Darmvon's like, you're, you fucking, you, you gotta listen. You gotta give it up. Otherwise, he's gonna kill us all. You gotta give it up. And uh, Father Tinder's like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Can you guys help me out? Can I'm you help me we, out here? I'm glad we listened to this conversation. Who's saying yeah, that? Father Tinder? Father Tinder. He's like, this guy's crazy. Well, what? we want to hear what he has to say. Yeah, if he's crazy, we'll just dismiss it. Sounds, a lot of times alcohol just releases the inhibitions. I mean, it doesn't mean that what he's saying isn't true. Alcohol's evil. He's okay. going to kill us all. No, he's not going to kill us. Let's he's just mad hear on about. alcohol. You he can't... Just... Silence dissent. Let's mm. hear it out. That's the, that's how stagnation breeds, and then pretty soon you're gonna yeah. have you're gonna have juice tanks rolling up and down the streets. If you won't if you won't give it up, I'm gonna take it from you and give it up my, myself. What you does try, give it up mean? The the, the the what's it called? Ah! He he draws his sword quickly. Oh no! And moves at and moves towards Father Tinder. What do you do? Uh, I fucking stand back and watch what's about to happen. No. I go, and I, I get in the way, and I'm like, hey, knight, tell us what you mean, Darmwan. Please, don't um, attack. Let's use our words. It's what separates us from animals. So um, so he lunges he lunges at you because you step into his path, and... Um, I have my hands are up. Yeah, your hands are up. And he, he slips and he falls and he impales himself on his own sword. It's a critical fail. And he, the, life, the life pulses out of him as he bleeds onto the floor. And Father Tinder that, goes, that's fucked up. That'll, so that will remain a mystery. But that guy's fucking... Yeah. All right, let's go to the juicery. <laughs> See how juice is made. Juice! Juicery. Thank you for coming, everybody. <laughs> Hermantown, thank you, Molly, for helping us out. Very well done. What a great job Molly did. Yay! Let's thank Camille Nanjiani, Spencer Crittenden, and I'm Jeff Davis. Am I forgetting anybody? Dave Clark was in the back room and never came out. The mayor of Harmontown, Mr. Dan Herman. This show brought to you by Poopy Sand. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. 
In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed.